Come on, if you're a vet, would you just stand? If you're a veteran, just go ahead and stand at all of our campuses. Come on, let's love on them. We are so grateful for your service and what the freedoms that we have. Last uh, couple days, I was at a missions conference in Florida meeting with people that are serving around the world where it, 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 the persecution, the, the believers that are being killed, it is, it's unbelievable. We just rarely hear about it. Have you ever thought some thoughts like this? God, are you there? God, how long do I have to deal with this? How long do I have to wait? God, I've asked you a million times to do this one thing, and yet the heavens are brass. God, are you there? God, do you hear? God, do you care? God, if you love me, why don't you do this one thing that I'm asking? God, what is the deal? Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever asked God questions like that? Well, if you have, you're not alone. People for millennia since there have been humanity have asked questions like that. If you've read this Bible much, this Bible's full of those kind of questions. Two-thirds of the book of Psalms are, are questioning and crying out and saying, why, oh God, why have you forsaken me? Why am I in this bind? Why don't you move? Why don't you do something? Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, says, God, you tricked me. I didn't sign up for this. This is not what I wanted. This is not what I thought you were going to do. And so... What we need is to be emotionally and intellectually honest with ourselves and with God. So here we finished four weeks of miracles. We have prayed for God to do things. We prayed for God to heal. We have prayed for God to, to bring prodigals home. We have prayed for God to restore marriages. We have prayed for financial miracles. We have prayed for healing. We have prayed for so many. And many of you have mustered up the faith one more time to say, God, I believe that you're going to do this. And yet you're still in the same situation today that you were a month ago when we began this series. So what does God want me to do? How does God want me to view this? What's going on? Because what we, what we begin to say is, I just can't get my hopes up again. I just cannot hope and it not happen again. So what, what are we supposed to do? Is that a fair question? What are we supposed to do? Well, Jesus, in, in Luke 18, Jesus hits that question like a freight train. Now, first, let me just help you for a minute. God is not afraid of hard questions. God is not afraid of difficult emotions. God is, not, God is not in heaven shocked that you're mad at him. God is not in heaven shocked that you're questioning. He's not shocked, you know, that, that, we, that, that we don't understand. And so 
Let's be honest with God. Amen? Let's be honest emotionally. I talked to the gentleman last week whose wife went to be the Lord a year ago, and he said, I just don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. And so what are we supposed to do in that type of situation? How are we supposed to handle it? And so Luke 18, Jesus gives us some very targeted preaching and teaching on prayer. And in this passage of scripture, Jesus, like a freight train, hits this head on. And we, if you have not been there yet where you said, I don't understand, why haven't you done this? If you have not been there, you will be. Is that fair? And remember, faith promise were raw and real. This is just how it is. This is life in the fast lane. So Jesus, in Luke 18, begins this parable. Now, he was telling them a parable to show them, this is the goal of the story, the parable that we're about to read. He to show them that at all times they ought to what? And not to lose heart. The word lose heart means to be discouraged, to give up, to walk away. Discouragement is an easy place to get to, isn't it? It's easy emotion to have. It's an easy disposition to walk in. Being discouraged is natural. It's normal. It is human. And it really is, for many of us, our just default position. And so it's normal to be, it's normal to be discouraged, and it, but it is supernatural to be, have faith and a positive attitude. I love if you're in the Bible reading plan uh, with us, still with us this year, we're in the book of Hebrews. It says, Jesus is not a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. He was the God that became man so that he experienced what we could experience and understand everything that we go through. So when you go to Jesus, and you, and you might think you don't understand what I'm going through, he's been there. He's been there when his cousin died. He's been there when everybody that followed him turned their back on him. He's been there when his family thought he was crazy. He, I mean, he's walked through. Are you with me? And yet the difference is, even in all his temptation, he never sinned. So what do we do when the circumstances are caustic, when our prayers are not answered like we want them to be answered because the book of Proverbs, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when you don't get what you thought you were gonna get, when it doesn't work out like you thought it was gonna work out, hope deferred, well, it makes our heart sick, doesn't it? And so what does the Lord tell us in Luke 18? I'm gonna tell you this so that you ought to pray and not to lose what? Lose heart. I'm, I'm, showing, I'm, I'm telling you this story so that this is, the way that you'll be. Now, there is one time when it's okay to give up in prayer, when God tells you to. Three times Paul said, Lord, I got this, I got this issue. We don't know what it is. Could have been his eyesight. Could, we don't know. We do know that he had a physical issue. Three times he asked God to heal it. Finally, God says, stop asking. I'm not going to heal it. This is a thorn in the flesh to keep you from pride. By, and my, my grace is sufficient. And so, Paul had to learn, God just said, so if God tells you to quit praying for something, it's okay to give up. But I don't know that I've ever heard God tell me not to pray for something, have y'all? So that's gonna be a pretty rare. So unless God has told you to stop praying, then you've got to do what? 
And if you're going to pray, you got to pray by faith. Isn't that right? So I've got to believe, and it's very difficult to pray believing, knowing that God might say no. God might say wait. God might answer it however God wants to answer because at the end of the day, he's God and we are not. Amen? So let's look at, let's look at verse 2 and 3. A certain city, there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect man. There was a widow in that city and kept coming to him saying, give me legal protection from my opponent. I need you to get in there. The word opponent literally is my arch enemy, my nemesis. And so you, you could, you, your arch enemy could be attacking you today. Your arch enemy could be something in your body. It could be an emotional issue. It could be a financial issue. It could be a physical issue. It could be a spiritual issue. And the woman goes to the judge saying, I need protection. There's an arch enemy that's coming against me. There's something in my life that is coming against me and it is pounding me and it is it, and I need you to step up and I need you to help me. Have you ever gone to God and say, hey, God, I'm over here. I need you to step into this. God, this is a horrible situation. I need you to move in this. And so that's what the lady does, the widow. She goes to the judge. I've got this opponent. He's my enemy. He's coming against me. I need you to give me legal protection. In verse 4, for while he was unwilling, but afterward he said to himself, even though I do not fear God, nor respect man. So the judge tells her, no, he is unwilling. The word unwilling means no when the, when the expected answer is yes. Have you ever asked somebody something you thought they were, it was obvious they were going to say yes? You just ask them expecting yes, and they say no. The, the, the widow goes to the judge fully expecting in her legal rights to get this protection, and she's expecting the judge to say, no problem, let me take care of that justice. No, get away from my desk. Get away from the bench. No, no, I'm absolutely not. No. But it wasn't one no. She kept going back. Now, she had to go find a parking place at the courthouse. She had to get in line. She had to go to the room. She had to go to the bailiff. I mean, imagine all she had to do. So she's going and getting in line, and the judge comes, and, and, she's, and the judge says, what? No. No. I'm, no, I'm not doing it. Now, here's where most of us are. Most of us are going to quit. Is that fair? Three of y'all. Is that fair? You're going to quit. I'm just not going to keep going. The answer is no. It's always going to be no. It's not fair. It's not right. I'm just, I don't have anything. I don't have any other hope. I'm just... I'm wasting my time. I'm not going to do this anymore. And so we give up. We just, we, just, we just said, okay, I don't know what I'll do. But Jesus said, I'm going to tell you this story so that you will pray and not lose heart. Do we lose heart? And so the Lord is giving us an example. He's giving us a method. So this is what he wants us to do. When we look at our circumstances and not look at Jesus, when we look at the difficulties, when we look at the problems, when we look at the elections, when we look at the, all the stuff that's going on in the world, when we look at the fires, when we look at the shootings and having another one this week, when we look at all that's going on, it's easy to say there's just not any hope. 
But we are to lay aside every, every weight that, that, and every sin that so easily entangles us. We're to run the race of endurance, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author, the trailblazer of our faith. For the joy set before him, endured the cross, and despising the shame, has set down at the right hand of God the Father. And consider him. He's our focus. Are you with me? He's our target. And so when we're looking for miracles, and can I tell you, a miracle doesn't have to be the Red Sea parting. It doesn't have to be, you know, fat little naked angel babies floating around the room and somebody playing a harp. Are you with me? I, I really do believe one of the things that God's going to do, this is what I call spiritual speculation. I believe when we get there, God's going to show us all the stuff he did for us we never knew. All the protection. All the attacks that were coming against us that we never knew that God sent guardian angels. All the blessings, all the favor, all the things that could have happened that God stopped. That we're just going to sit in heaven the first, you know, millennial. And we're just going to watch the tapes. God said, hey, let me show you what was going to happen. Let me show you what I did. So, for some reason, and Pastor Josh and I were talking about this last week. That, that it's got to be this ginormous thing for it to be a miracle. But it doesn't, does it? It could be God stopping something, God starting something, God bringing somebody into our life, God opening up a door. God, God is always at work, and he's at work in our lives. We're just so distracted with the crap that we're missing Jesus. Does that make sense? I mean, I just listen. Whenever I'm a group of people around, I'll just stop for a minute. I just listen to conversations. And I say, yep, they're all negative. Are you with me? I just stop. And, and it's, you know, mostly Christian people. I'll just stop. See, let me just, let me listen. I listen around the room. I hate this. Can't believe. Hey, my boss. hate. this is terrible. Life sucks. And, yep. All negative. All negative. Uh, would, would, do you think if you stopped and listened to most conversations, they'd end up there? It's the reason that we miss the miracles. We are so stinking skeptical, it's ridiculous. Somebody says, God did this. We say, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know about that. You, you, you think, I, I don't know about I'm going to have some proof of that. Can God part the Red Sea? Did God make the universe? Can God heal? Is God still saving? Is God exalted on high? God did this. I don't know. I don't know. You think God, I don't know. Why are we so skeptical? TV, I don't, why are we so skeptical? Man, our God is, is, our God is radical. He is awesome. Come on, gang. Let's believe God to do incredible things. Let's look at our circumstances. Does this make sense? Look at verse 4 and 5. For while he was unwilling, he, the judge, remember, said no. When she thought the answer would be Yes. But afterwards, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God, nor do I respect man, I'm basically worthless. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> He's very self-aware, wasn't he? Yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will what? Wear me out. I love that. It's a boxing term. This is a boxing term. It literally means in the Greek to beat someone black and blue. So what does the, 
What does the judge say? This woman is giving me a black eye. She is punching me in the gut, kicking me in the groin. This woman will not leave me alone. She is wearing me out. Let me ask you a question. Are you wearing God out? Because see, this is how Jesus tells us we're to pray. Are you wearing God out for revival? Are you wearing God out for your miracle? Or have you said, well, I, just, I guess God said no. I guess God doesn't, he, I guess he just doesn't want to do that, so I'm going to quit. I prayed four whole times. Are you with me? There are things I've been saved for 36 years. There are things that I've been asking God for 36 years. And I will ask Jesus for it until I take my last breath. Last breath. But so 36 years ago, I began to pray for something that was very important to me. 36 years ago. And three years ago, I got the miracle that I prayed for for 33 years. This is my youngest brother, Tommy. But you guys have heard me talk about Tommy. We were both drug, we were both druggies, and yet he stayed in the life a lot longer than I had. And a lot of people gave up. Matter of fact, most people gave up on him, didn't they? That's right. So, tell us about your life today. Drugs? Nope. No drugs. What about Jesus? All Jesus. <laughs> you love God. I know my father's voice. Mm. Come on, you go to church? Every Sunday. Going to heaven? Absolutely. Loving life? I love life. Come on, somebody in the house. <laughs> in the word, every day, faithful to the faithful, soul winner gives, loves God. I couldn't be more proud of the man that my little brother has grown into. This is my miracle after 33 years. I love you, bro. Thank you, God. Our God can. Are you waiting? Keep, keep asking. Don't give up. Don't backstroke. Don't say, well, I don't know what God will do. I don't know what God will do either, but God's told me to pray and not lose heart. God's told me to ask and seek and knock. God has told me that he is capable and able, and I'm going to keep asking for those miracles until Jesus calls me home. So let me give you five, my big five. This is my big five right here. This is my big five miracles. And I, I use Holy Ghost, heaven sent revival. Every day. I'm praying that the glory of God falls at Faith Promise Church. I'm praying, matter of fact, I'm praying this weekend that revival breaks out, a revival of generosity, a revival of sacrifice in the offering we're going to give God in a few minutes. Are you with me? Holy Ghost. You know, when, when God got mad at the Israelites, they were in the wilderness, and finally God tells Moses, okay, go ahead on. I got one of my chief angels. He's going to take you on in. I'm going to give you the land. I'm not going because I'm going to get up in here messing people up. And Moses said, if you're not going, we're not going. See, the only difference between us and them 
Moses told God, was your glory in our presence. And we now look so much like the world, the church in America, that people are far from God, can't sense they're far from God because we look and act just like they do. I'm not talking about how we dress. I'm talking about how we live. Are you with me? And so I'm asking for the glory, the fire, the white, hot glory of God to flood this house. Come on, God behind bars for God to move at both of those campuses. For God to light it up in Campbell, to blow it up in Anderson, to rock Farragut High School, North and Blunt, our online campus, our Pellissippi campus, all of our campuses exploding. The new campuses we're going to plant and the new cities we're going to go to and the new people that come to the Lord. Man, I, I'm praying for revival. Anybody believe in God with me on this? Number two, I'm praying that Kim Whitehead will be healed. Man, I love be some Kim, and I'm praying every single day. There are other people I pray, but she's just part of the big five for me. Debt-free FP. Is that 13.8 million? Is God saying, oh, my, I don't know. Man, it's 13.8 million. Maybe the .8, but the 13, I mean, you know. God tells Moses, listen, the people are griping and want meat. I'm going to give them meat for a month. I'm going to give meat for, a, the, not the month of miracles, the month of meat. <laughs> See, God's all about alliteration. I'm going to give them a month of meat. And Moses said, can you really do that? Because see, the, the miracle got too big for Moses to even believe. And sometimes we think the miracle is too big for God. Moses said, if we butchered all the animals we have, Father, and we took all the fish in the sea. Look at all these Jews. A meat for a month, there's no way. And God says, too hard for me? Are you kidding me? And he blew quail into the camp for a mile three feet deep. I love me some quail. <laughs> Debt free. Is it too big? A, a thousand people saved and baptized this year. Come on, is anybody with some of that? Come on. Now, we're a little over 700, and we probably have another ooh, yeah, eight more weeks, nine more weeks of church, and 2018, will be, it'll be done. It'll be in the books. Can God save and baptize 300 more people this year? Is that just too much to ask God? Come on. Come on. See, again, but remember where we started this series, You're Part of the Miracle? If we don't share Jesus, if we don't bring them, if we don't tell them, if we don't, then we're not going to see the thousand and we'll say, well, I guess God didn't want to do it. And God said, oh, yeah, I wanted to do it. You didn't do your part. Are you with me? A thousand, and a thousand people said this year, and 10K by 2020. 10,000 people in, by 2020. This is my big five. This is the, the, the BHAGs, the big, holy, audacious goals that I lift up to God. And, and, and tons of stuff, but, but this, is, this is my list. Are you with me? And, I, man, I got some prayer people. They're on this list. They're on this list. Let's, let's look at verse 6 through 8. The Lord said, now remember the story. The unrighteous judge has said no. And then finally he says, I, I'm just going to give her what she wants because she's giving me a black eye. I'm, I'm sick of her knocking at my door. I'm sick of her right here getting in line every day. Hear what the Lord says. 
Hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry out to him day and night? And will he delay long over them? It's a, it's a question where the answer is assumed. No, God will bring justice for his elect quickly. God will, God will move. I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, and he finishes this, this paragraph, this parable with a question. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Now, this is what I believe the Lord is asking. Will he, Jesus, when he comes again, find the kind of faith that he's just defined in this paragraph? Are you with me? So when he comes back again, and I think he's coming back soon. Anybody with me? I think, man, I think he's coming back soon. And I've been in some of the most incredible mission stuff in the last couple of years. The greatest, the greatest move of God is happening right now all across the world. It is ridiculous. We're a part of TTI. I was with that group. They planted so far this year 11,000 churches this year. And those are in places where there have never, ever been a church. India, Pakistan, some of, the, some of the places where churches, these are all house churches, I understand, that, that run about 10 to, 10 to 20 people, all people that have never heard the name of Jesus. And people are going, it is the most. So the gospel, the greatest revival is happening right now, we're missing it. Come on, we're missing it because we're, we're, we're worried about other things rather than the kingdom of God. So when I come back again, will I find faith like I just defined, the kind of faith that I have just showed you, the kind of faith that continues to pray, continues to pound on heaven, continues to believe and does not get discouraged or does not give up hope that God will move. Are you with me? See, because if, if we have 700 baptisms this year or we have 1,001 in 2019, I'm going to start praying for 1,000 people to be saved again. Are you with me? I'm not going to give up hope and say, well, man, I, no, I, guess, I guess, no, I'm going I'm to start pounding. January 1, I'm going to pound it out. Are you with me? Because I am not going to lose hope. I am not going to get discouraged. I am going to keep praying, asking God, will God find faith on the earth? So how's, how's your faith in believing God? Now, some of you, again, just ask God this month of miracles, and so far God hasn't given you what you asked for. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to be discouraged? Are you going to say there's no hope? Are you going to pound on the door of heaven until God brings forth justice for his elect? Come on. That's the kind of prayer life Jesus wants us to live. And so this is what I do. This is sort of how I break it down for me. I pray believing. If I'm not going to believe God's going to do it, then I won't ask him to. The prayer that I learned to pray when I first got saved, was God, I'm asking this, 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 if it's your will. Well, God is going to do his will, isn't he? So I'm praying to move the heart of God. I pray to move the heart of God. Moses moved the heart of God. Ezekiel moved the heart of God. Abraham moved the heart. I believe the people of God can move the heart of their heavenly father. And so I pray, believe, are you with me? I pray believing, and I know God is sovereign. I do my part. I'm on, listen. 
I'm, I'm going to pound. I'm going to ask God to move. I'm going to believe for revival. I'm going to believe for a thousand people this year. And if God doesn't move or we don't do our part, I'm not okay with it if we don't do our part. I'm okay when God says no. Because God is sovereign. He's got it. I'm not. And so I'm going to ask, believing. I have the extraordinary, incredible privilege of talking to my heavenly father every day and believing that God is going to move and God's going to answer prayer and God's going to show up. And so I'm going to keep on pounding and keep on knocking because when the, the, the sons and daughters of God, when the children of God ask their father, it moves God. So church, we've got to keep on praying. Are y'all with me? Come on. We got to keep asking. Will Jesus find this kind of faith when he returns? Hebrews eleven six says this, and without faith it is impossible to please him. The kind of faith that doesn't quit, that doesn't give up. For he who comes to God must believe that God is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Are you with me? And so, come on, church. I want to challenge you. I know it's difficult. Man, there are some difficult physical things happening within our within within the promisers. There's some difficult things happening in some marriages. There's some difficult financial things that are going on. There's some incredible miracles that are happening at the same time. I'm getting emails every day, Pastor. Let me tell you what's happened. Let me tell you the miracle I got this month: physical, financial, relational, emotional, spiritual. Let me tell you what God did. Let me tell you what God did. And so our God's at work, isn't he? God's at work. It's incredible. For some of us this weekend, your first step of faith is believing that God is a rewarder of those that seek him. So how do we seek him? The first step is a step of faith of salvation. It's just saying, I want you. And so at all of our campus, God behind bars, all nine campuses, online campus you're watching and God is stirring faith he's stirring faith in you right now helping you moving you to the edge and maybe you're ready to begin a relationship with the creator of the universe maybe you're ready to make Jesus the absolute Lord of your life he's ready so we're going to pray this simple confessional prayer and ask God to save us. For the Bible says, whoever would call upon the name of the Lord would be saved. Giving him our sin, accepting his lordship, and walking in faith. So at all of our campuses, with every head bowed and every eye closed, pray this simple prayer with us. Say, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I am so sorry. Forgive me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. You died for me. Now by faith, the faith that you're kindling, I'm going to follow you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. hey, when you see somebody begin the journey, come on. Somebody begins that journey, it's incredible. Forgive me for my voice. I don't know where it went. Somewhere else. If you just opened your heart up to Jesus, there's a communication cards right in front of you online. You can click right there. You can go to the chat room. Somebody's waiting to pray with you.
But if you're at one of our other campuses, just pull the communication card out, fill the top part out, and check the circle. I'm making a first time decision to follow Jesus. The second circle, I'd like to be baptized. And then I would encourage you to, to, to the, next, the third circle. I need to go to next steps. Because if you're new or maybe you've been around here for a while, but you've never been to our next steps experience, come on, Faith Promise, next steps is your this weekend is incredible. This weekend is week two, and it is off the chain. You and I, via video, we're going to take a little trip. You will never, ever, ever be the same. So at Pellissippi, on Saturday night, you can stick around for the 615 service. Recheck your kids in, the kids, and go to Next Steps. All of our campuses, you can stick around for the last service. Put your kids back in kids' ministry or just check the box. I'll be at Next Steps and plan on being there next weekend. Was it good to be in the house of God? God has so burned this message on my heart for you because it's something God took, took a decade to work into, work into my faith. Are you with me? And so... In just a few minutes, we're going we're, we're gonna to move toward the offering. So we're not going to talk about the, the generosity, what we normally do. If you fill the communication cards out, do me a favor. During the offering, just walk up. If you're a guest, listen, it's all we ask you to put in that offering, containers. We, we only do this once a year. Or after the service, if you go all of our campuses, you'll go outside. In the foyer, you'll see some round tables. Hand your uh, your, especially the guests, your, your guest card to them, and we've got an offering for you. So God, we ask you to move in this moment in Jesus' name.